I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Kento by Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just hanging out. I I can't believe that it's spring. Like spring is sprung. Uh it's not dark at five o'clock at night anymore it's getting warmer outside and i feel like it it just happened so fast like the seasons just came so fast (laughs) yeah i mean time is impossible to track in any way now so yeah suddenly it is almost april and i don't quite know what to do with that information i feel like for the past year like how i've discussed time is lockdown, post-lockdown, second lockdown, third lockdown, and so on. So the fact that it's already been a year since, you know, the initial, like, first lockdown has, like, almost, like, been getting to me just because of just how much is how much that has and hasn't changed in a year. Like, it just, it's emotionally nuts. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm thankful that, you know, slowly but surely, you know, the world is healing from this and, you know, we're all going to get vaccinated soon. So that's exciting. I found out that, you know, in California, I'm eligible to get vaccinated in like the middle of April. So I'm excited. I'm hoping that it's the Johnson Johnson because I, you know, of course, you know, I have preferences. I don't want to get stung twice, but heck yeah, I'll get stung any times I want to to get to get the vaccine because like I I want to hug people again and go on vacations and do fun things and not harm any other people while doing that. So, I'm excited to get get it. Yeah, I'm finally as of today eligible, but getting an appointment is a very different thing. Ooh, I'm good at that. Let me let me help you with that, Emily. I get- it's it's. I don't think you understand how bad it is in New York in terms of getting the appointment right now. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's... It was bad here for, like, a little bit in, like, the very beginning. Like, I would have to scroll uh the the appointments page for close to two to three hours and i think because i i helped carlos's family get the vaccine and i think it took me like all day on like a sunday to get appointments for everyone and i assume that new york's like just crowded with just like appointments and just well especially because they just opened it up for people over 30 oh so that's you know a whole huge batch of people who can now get it and that means like it's just it's yeah it's at this point fucking impossible Mm. i'm sorry to hear that i hope that the next couple weeks it becomes easier and and you know there's more hot spots for you know vaccines and just more places start opening up like to to get it so i'm sorry about new york but uh what else have we been up to uh we took last week off because there wasn't really a lot of star wars news or television news to discuss so um did you watch anything did you do anything not um I watched the Justice League. Fucking sucked. That was about it. Yeah, I I watched that too. And funny enough, I I found myself watching it twice. Please explain those circumstances to me. So, okay. The first time I watched it, I watched it and... I'm I love hype like things that attract so much attention like I'm intrigued like I was intrigued with the Justice League because for like four years I thought that they wanted to redo Batman versus Superman which I was okay with but when I figured out that they just wanted to redo Justice League I'm thinking they really wanted to try to fix that but now I understand why because I feel like I watched a whole different movie but at the same time I wasn't really watching it I was you know dicking around painting my nails on the bike like I was heavily distracted while watching it. And then here comes Carlos. Carlos comes over for the weekend. And, you know, he wants to watch Justice League. So I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. So I'm in the kitchen meal prepping for my week. And, you know, back and forth, you know, doing this, doing that. And he has it on. So technically, I watched it twice. And it was fine. Um, It's not fine. It's terrible. I thought some aspects of it were fine um i loved cyborg i i'm really happy that they got to explore like his story like this was his movie and i'm really glad that we got to see that um fuck the flash fuck all of those slow motion scenes because i think that was about two and a half hours of the movie was slow motion so fuck that uh fuck the boxes because, like, we didn't really get, like, an explanation, like, of the boxes. Like, this was a very, like, wannabe, like, first Avengers movie. And it was just funny of them trying to explain to us, you know, the significance of these boxes. And why they want all the boxes. And, you know, this box right here can bring back Superman. So we're going to bring back Superman. 
And, oh, yeah, problems can happen, but you know what? That's fine. You know, we're going to focus on that later. And then there's this guy that comes, and he's, you know, talking to Lois Lane, dressed up like uh, Superman's mom, and then he's a whole different person. I guess he's important later. There's no fucking reason for that to be Martian Manhunter and not just be Ma Kent. Like, it's so dumb to have that reveal. Like, you couldn't just bring him Martian Manhunter in at the end and the stinger scene like they did. You don't have, like, wh- why Martian Manhunter is invested in whether Lois Lane is, like, out there being an intrepid reporter or not is dumb as dog shit. Yeah. I feel like we got a lot of sad Lois Lane scenes, which, like, I could have lived without. Like, I know it sucks that her boyfriend died, but... We, we got a bunch of those scenes and I didn't mind Ben Affleck as Batman. Like, especially at the very end of the movie, not going to spoil anything because not everyone has HBO Max, but at the end of the movie, the epilogue, the 50th epilogue of the, of the movie, like I was like, this is, this is Batman. Like I can accept oh, in my heart. No, that this I is have Batman. the exact. I have the exact opposite feeling, which is this is the worst edgegorgy, stupid idea of Batman ever. I think Zack Snyder has the mentality of a 12-year-old boy and what cool and tough is, and it is my least favorite thing. Like, go fucking direct a Frank Miller comic if you want to do that shit, Zack Snyder. Stay away from fucking Batman and Superman, please. God. Well, I'm just glad that I guess, you know, they're they're closing the book of the Snyder Cut. There's not going to be like a second Snyder Cut or, you know, people talk about like just like restoring the Snyder. I don't know. Like I. I am a. Once in a while, DC connoisseur, like I am the, you know, the third Thursday night. Of April kind of dc connoisseur like very rarely use the word connoisseur then i think you just mean viewer viewer because it was fine i'm definitely not going to go back to it and i saw that trailer for the suicide squad and that got me excited because the shark man is in there and i didn't expect to see the shark man and he's going to eat people and do shit. And I'm excited about that. King Shark is wonderful. In the Harley Quinn series, which is on HBO Max as well, he is voiced by Ron Funches, and he is adorable and violent, and I love him very much. And I'm interested to see him in this movie. I think it is hilarious that he is voiced by Stallone. I think that is a great choice. Super excited for that movie. Love James Gunn's whole aesthetic. The cast is brilliant. Harley Quinn actually gets to wear clothing in this one. Thank Um, God. It just looks fun. Yeah, and that's what I want from a movie. is fun, a little bit of action adventure... And I want to laugh, and I feel like James Gunn will like bring that to us. Like, it's gonna be a good movie, and I'm excited to see it. Idris Elba's in it. Wonderful man. Um, unfortunately, no Will Smith. No, he was fine in that that other one. 
It's just it's weird seeing Will Smith in like a comic book universe. He doesn't seem like a comic booky guy. But I'm trying to think of what else I've been watching or doing. I've been rewatching The Crown and I've been enjoying that because Carlos oh, me has, too. Carlos has been really into like British history lately since that Meghan Markle interview. And we got to season four of The Crown and he was he was like really convinced that um Charles and Camilla were just like a thing and just not anything serious. And I showed him on my phone a picture of them together, like as recently, and he's like, Holy shit, who who is that? I'm like, that's Camilla. He's like, No. He he had no idea. Like it's funny because like we, we I talk I talk all the time. I ramble off about like celebrity stuff, royal stuff, anything, and I always talk. Oh yeah, like Charles and Camilla did this, and he's just like, oh yeah. <laughs> so I like mean, that's that's funny to me because that's not like deep royal knowledge there. Like, I know, so like fairly c- common. I would have thought. I know, like, and he knows about everything else too, except he was really annoyed with the Queen Mother. Like, he can't stand her. He was telling me, he's like, okay, like, when is she? Is she going to be gone next season? Is she going to be this or that? And I had to break the news to him that she died in like 2002. <laughs> he's like, she lived to be over 100. I have to see her for more seasons. I'm like, yeah, sorry. But I swear, just. After season three of the show, just like every, not that everyone like wasn't likable the first two seasons, but just everyone, just you don't like anyone, and it sucks. Except like Porchy's okay because you have that lovely episode when they travel to America and you know see all the horses and shit, and you know, but everyone's terrible. Yeah, they all really fucking suck. Yeah. So that's been fun. I'm excited to get through that because I've been really itching to watch Arrested Development again. I don't know why. Like, I haven't watched that show in, like, so many years. And it's well, kind I of mean, funny. She, I mean, Jessica Walter just died. I know. And she was just incredible on that show and, on, like, on everything she did. But Yeah, she was wonderful. And the cast of that show is really good, too. So... I'm excited to get back into that, get back into like something fun because I feel like I've been just watching all these like serious shows lately, you know, from like Justice League, edgy, gore, gritty to, you know, the crown drama. And I just want something fun. Like I I need some fun in my life. Like since I don't have a Ted Lasso, since I don't have a dog, I need to fill that void with television and my cat pretending that my Ted, cat's a dog. Ted Glass was kind of like a dog. He's like a nice golden retriever dog. I know. I was going to start that this week, but I don't have um, meaning to get the Apple TV info for my mom. So I have to get that so that I can watch that and so I can review that because I know that people want me to review that. And that's easy motivation for me to do something is that knowing that people want me to do it. So... I'm I don't gonna care do about it. you reviewing it. I just want you to watch it because it's fucking good. I know. 
I know I'm going to like talk it about too. how cute it is, and I want to talk about how funny it is, and I want to talk about Coach Beard, and I want to talk about how hot Roy is, and how adorable, oh, I don't want to spell that for you, but there is an adorable relationship on it too that I really like, but anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it, but yeah. I just need to get all of my dark drama shows out of the way so I can like be led into the light slowly but surely, but... Uh, do you want to talk about some of the most, uh, recent Star Wars news that we've received? Yeah, um, we got a couple things. I guess I get the small stuff out of the way first, which is in the two weeks we've been off, we had a couple of book announcements. One is, this is an interesting one. This is a book by Emma Miko Cannon. It is called Ronin. It is inspired by an episode or or maybe the whole thing of the upcoming Star Wars Visions, which honestly, I, I got to tell you the truth, I completely forgot was happening until this book was announced. That is the 10-part um, series, I believe, like standalone episodes that are inspired by anime. Uh, Del Rey has said this is not a novelization of an episode but it's like inspired by so i don't know quite what that means but i mean ronin has the whole like you know sort of like wandering samurai maybe like jedi knight who's left the order or a force user of some kind and is off doing their own adventures i mean who knows what it is but it's coming out in october um october 12th so people have been speculating visions will happen before then since we haven't gotten a start date for that show yet but it is supposed to happen this year and the other announcement was for another audio drama which is not my favorite of the formats that Star Wars does but um, it's going to be Kevin Scott writing it, and it is set in the High Republic, and is following one of the Nihil. And so I think it'll be interesting to get um, a uh, like bad guy story. Hmm. Um, it was somebody who was introduced in Light of the Jedi, but we're going to explore her more. And that is called Tempest Runner. Interesting. So that was a lot of a lot of book news. I know that the High Republic stuff has been like doing really well. I see a lot of people excited about that. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll you know, I'll check it out. Those are um... If I can get it through the library, those are fairly like, easy listens, if not particularly gripping. And then the other big thing before we get to the Bad Batch trailer is we got a bunch of Obi-Wan casting news. Yeah. 
this was a lovely surprise because usually we get, you know, rumors that this person's going to be in it and this person's going to be in it. And they just, they put all their cards on the table and said, here you go. Here's the cast. Love it. We love it. Here you go. Yeah. So they're just getting ready to begin production. Um, you know, some of this we already knew. We knew Hayden was coming back. We knew um, Indira Varma was going to be on, but they've announced um, uh, Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Vesey, who, of course, played young um, Owen and Baru in the prequels. I think that's cool. I'm glad they're coming back. I like both of them. Um, I, I, I guess I just sort of hadn't thought about it. I mean, obviously, it makes sense that we'd get Owen and Brew, but I just hadn't like been something that had been like on my mind um and then we have moses ingram who posted on her instagram something about like getting to play with lightsabers whether i don't know people started automatically think like maybe she's an inquisitor maybe she's just maybe she's that like when i saw it i just sort of took it as a hey i'm in star wars and this is a star wars thing reference but who knows I think possibly Ventress. Everyone keeps saying Ahsoka, which due to the kind of stuff that's been going on with who played Ahsoka in The Mandalorian, I'm I'm just kind of done with Ahsoka right now. I want to just, you know, put a pin in that. So I just, I mean, one, I don't know that we'd, they'd do a younger Ahsoka when we're getting an Ahsoka series. And also considering star wars like erection for de-aging and cgi shit i don't think they'd hire somebody else to play a younger ahsoka especially she's only i mean the actress is only 15 younger years younger than rosario dawson and rosario dawson is in you know like a ton of makeup on that so i feel like if they were going to have younger ahsoka in Obi-Wan, they would just have Rosario Dawson and DH her. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of, you know, the Inquisitor stuff. I would love Ventress. I think that would be really fun to see in live action. And I haven't really seen a lot of people talk about that. Everyone's just... You know. Well, yeah. Ventress would have to be in flashbacks mm-hmm. if if they're, go- if they're keeping... Um, that book canon because she's dead Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting like what is still you know canon and not canon i mean i think i saw in the comments that they brought comics that they brought dirge back and that was a fun surprise what a character um, let's see who else did we get um oh come on on Johnny which is fun I, I I everybody's like he's a comedian he'll be a sassy droid that's sort of like an easy go-to but again who knows we don't have character information on any of these people um Rupert Friend who's uh who I like quite a bit he was on Homeland for a while and he was good in that he's also in Death of Stalin and as a like fantastically funny performance in that movie uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Sung Kang, who is in the Fast and the Furious movies and plays a character named Han Solo. 
but it's it's all coming back like I love how just all your worlds are colliding you know from Gossip Girl to Star Wars like in Fast and Furious like I just can't believe just you're the luckiest person ever just to you know get the two things you love the most Fast yeah, and Fast Furious and, Furious, and Star Wars well I mean he is one of the highlights in Fast and the Furious and he's a really good actor and is quite attractive so I'm fine with him being on that show that's good um Simone Kessel, who I don't think I know at all. She looked familiar to me, but then I was looking through her um, filmography and I'm like, I don't actually know her. And then, which I'm excited about, Benny Safdie, who, uh, of the Safdie brothers, he's an actor as well as a director, but he and his brother directed um, Good Times and Uncut Gems. And I think now every Star Wars show needs to have a quirky director in it to carry on Herzog and now Safdie. And I think the next show should have David Lynch or John Carpenter. Those are my bets. That's what I want. Make it happen, Star Wars. That sounds fun. Yeah, and we have um, Ice-T's son, too. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. So it's exciting. It just, it's it's so fun. Like, I really love this cast, Especially Kumo. Ice Cube. Son. Oh, Ice Cube. I keep getting Ice Cube and Ice Tea mixed up. I apologize. I'm sorry, Ice Cube, if you're listening. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he is. You never know. I used to watch his reality show on E all the time that he did with Coco. Like Coco's adorable. Like that they, they're a cute couple. Like who you never know, Emily. But I love this cast. I'm really excited for the show. I too was excited to see Joel Edgerton. And and Bonnie, because for some reason, too, like I wasn't thinking that, oh, yeah, we're going to get Owen and Baru. Like, to, like, I don't know why that's just like such a surprise. Like, I mean, I mean, because like, of course we are. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, it, I just hadn't thought about it. I know. I'm, I'm just excited, like what they're what the cast is going to do. You know, what parts are going to be given to them? You know, what's what's going to happen? I really don't want him to leave tattooing. But whatever happens, happens, I guess. Um of course, it's exciting that we're getting Hayden back. You know, I know Hayden got a bunch of shit in the prequel era. And, you know, now I think a lot more people are realizing that everyone was awful during the prequel era and that we should, you know, be nicer to actors and people and just be good people. And I'm excited to see Hayden and Ewan and that fight that Kathleen you know, was hinting at, you know, the fight of the generation or whatever she called it. I don't know, but uh, fun. I'll try to stay away from all the people that go to the sets and take pictures. So, because I know those are like usually like in like LA or something. So I'll try to stay out of the spoilers because I really don't want to be spoiled for this. Like, I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun and it's a limited series, I guess. So yeah, it's only six episodes, which means I just want it to be whatever it is, and I want to have some fun surprises and stuff. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't want this to be like too much of like a flashbacky show. Like, I I've been seeing a lot of, like a lot of people like wanting like flashbacks, you know, with Anakin, Obi Wan, and like Ahsoka and everything. I'm just like, what? I just want to know what's going on in this poor guy's head, you know, right now, you know, during this time, you know, he went from being a Jedi Knight to you know being a jedi in exile due to his padawan you know 
turning to the dark side. Like, I want to know what's going on with him and just what's going on with him. Because, you know, we have that gap of like 19 years of not knowing what Obi-Wan's doing other than watching Luke. So, yeah. Where he aged like 50 years. Yeah. That, that, those Tatooine moons, man. <laughs> you know, I get it. You know, pale person, I can't be in the sun for more than 20 minutes or else I'll burn. Like, I had to wear, I mean, I always wear a face mask when I walk in my neighborhood, but like I have to wear them like, so like they're almost like a blessing to me now because like they protect my face and my nose from the sun because my nose is the most like sensitive part of my face and ugh, the sun is vicious and I bet the sun is extra <laughs> vicious on Tatooine. So I totally, I like, it's always funny to me, like, seeing people, like, be like, oh, wow, he aged, like, 30 years on Tatooine. I'm like, I fucking get it. Like, the sun could age me if I don't wear sunscreen for a month, you know? So, like, that's just one of the Star Wars things. I'm like, that's okay. Like, I can get past that, you know? Just, like, the R2 stuff at the end of Roger the Sith where they say that only 3PO got his memory taken and R2 didn't. And I'm just like, nah, R2 did too because, you know, it's just easier for all of us. Let's just say that R2 did too because it's weird that he's hanging out with all these people and he's just not like, hey, by the way, I used to belong to your mom and dad and now I'm with you. And isn't that ironic? But no, we're not going to talk about that because like, he got his memory wiped. I did it. And like, he doesn't know that we've been friends for a long time, but that's okay. Yeah. So I'm like, sorry, I was at your parents' wedding and just never have mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, here's a hologram of something I took of your sister. You know, I used to know her parents and that Jedi guy that says I think is Ben. Like I've known him for years, but just just Star Wars things. But very exciting. But also another exciting thing that we got today was <laughs> was the trailer for Bad Batch. You know, Emily and I are, are very excited for Bad Batch. If, if we could describe ourselves in one show, it would be the Bad Batch because <laughs> what'd you think? I mean, it opens with Tarkin, so I'm not, you know, completely opposed to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean... I don't I don't need like a team in space particularly. It doesn't really appeal to me. I don't care about these characters. Um I don't need some little like fucking snot nosed kid in it, but whatever. Um Yeah, it looks like they're gonna be out having adventures while they are on the run from the Empire. That's uh, exciting. What did you think? What's up with the kid? Like, wh why'd they have to take the kid with them? So apparently if you, like, have the captioning on, that kid is named Omega. So people think the kid is, like, the last clone. Wow. That's deep. Which is, I guess, like, potentially interesting. But I'm like, I don't know. I just... I think it's weird, this the idea people have that all kids' shows need to have kids in them. I mean, all sorts of Saturday morning cartoons and stuff when I was growing up were, like, G.I. Joe and, and like, action-y things that didn't have kids, and kids still gobbed them. But now it's like everything has got to have a fucking annoying little kid in it. I agree. Like, I would watch a lot of 
thanks as kids that didn't have kids in it. And I thought that was fine. But yeah, maybe this kid has some significance. I don't know. But I thought the trailer was fine. I mean, I think I realized that the first time I watched The Bad Batch, I was okay with them. And that was, I would say, like three or four years ago when I watched like the unedited, unfinished script or something or they showed it at one of the comic cons or one of the celebrations or something and I watched it on YouTube and I'm like this was fine then I watched it again when the Clone Wars came out last year again it was fine but now for a third time I have to revisit these lovely friends and I am just not very invested I enjoyed the three episodes were fine of the Bad Bad Shark. Like, it was fine. So I'm not too excited. I am excited, though, that of the era that it's in, I'm very interested that, you know, they are near the end of the Clone Wars and that they will see Order 66. I love seeing Order 66 from different perspectives. And I feel like the end of the Clone Wars, like, I expected more of, like, a perspective, like, from Order 66. So... I don't know. I think it'll be interesting because seeing them, you know, possibly have to go against clones or, and I just, their attitude, you know, we can do anything. We, you know, just, it gets kind of old. Like that. Give us more. Like that's all you, this is all you got. What? what? I, I don't know. Hopefully I grow to like them. I grow to love them or something, something happy. Like I love happy endings. So, you know, maybe the Bad Batch and I will become friends. But yeah, seemed fine. I was surprised to see the trailer. I mean, coming May the 4th. So it's coming up. A lot of fun things are coming up soon. Yeah, because we have Bad Batch. Um, Ewoks is coming Disney+. Plus. April 9th. Yeah, but that's not new. I haven't even gotten to the best news yet, Emily. April 9th. Do you know what's happening on April 9th? Mm. Taylor's version of Fearless is being released with six bonus songs. She's re-recording. We're finally getting the first album of her re-recordings. And it's very exciting. I can't wait to get my hands on that album. But in these next couple weeks, a lot's going to happen, you know, with with Bad Batch. You know, they're going to start pre-production, all we won all of this stuff. So I'm glad that we got some news this week and I'm glad that just a lot's going on in Star Wars right now. Can't wait to hear about Cassian. Yeah, I feel like we still don't know anything about Cassian. Are they still going to do it? I mean, they're making it right now. They're making it right now? Why haven't I heard anything? That's so weird. Like, I, I wish that we would have gotten a... I mean, did, did we get, like, kind of, like, picturesque thing like this where, like, they show pictures of, like, the cast or something? Or was it like a fever so. dream I had? I don't know. I just want to know what's going on. I like to be informed. But also, like, I, I, I understand, you know, Star Wars is privacy. I get that. 
So. Oh, I've been meaning to ask you. Uh, mm. How have you been uh, liking Falcon and Winter Soldier? I mean, it's fine. I'm, I'm not particularly engaged in it. Um, I liked the scene where they brought in Isaiah Bradley because I really um, liked him from the comics. He had some really cool stuff. And the whole, like, you know, original, like, super soldier thing, I think, is... It can be powerful and interesting. Um, But I just, I don't know. It's so, like, military, like, propaganda-focused that I just sort of think it's gross. Um, uh, I think it's... I'm not gobbing that, like, the bad guy is all, like, oh, the bad guy is against international borders. How horrible they are. And I'm like, okay, this is a bit, like, again, it all just seems very, like, rah-rah America shit that I'm not into. Uh, It's cool to see um, Erin Kellyman. I like her, but that's that's about it. How about you? I really like it. I really like how the show, you know, is is doing a lot for a lot of people right now. And just showing that racism exists in, like, the Marvel Universe is, like, fantastic. Because I feel like that's something that's, like, never really been, like, acknowledged. And I'm really happy that we're getting, you know, conversation and getting this or that. And... I'm definitely getting to know these characters more, you know, Bucky and Falcon and, you know, seeing like the heartbreak that like Falcon had to go through, you know, trying to get that loan for the boat and, you know, what happened in Baltimore like that. That made me, that made me really mad and fuck Captain America, the new one. The guy's an asshole. Him and his sidekick, whatever the heck his name is, sidekick was stupid. I I did I thought it was funny how like you know the beginning of the episode this last episode you know they tried to you know sympathize and be like oh like he did all this stuff he's a war hero this or that and then the end of the episode he's like get out of my way you need to stay out of my way Bucky and Falcon it's like oh. you're, you're, you want to be Captain America but you're not Captain America because you're being a dick Captain America wasn't a dick I know that you tried to get them to be on your side but you ended it with oh well, Captain America needs his sidekicks. Like, no, like, you selfish asshole. Like, stop. It's time to stop. But I like it. It's fun. I uh, I like the, Bucky's therapist. She's awesome. She's great. I like her. I, like, I don't know that actress's name, but she's in a lot of stuff, and I like her. Yeah, I'm. I'm pumped about this show. Like, I agree that some things are very, like, America. Like very like this is a very like patriotic show like especially the whole america needs a captain america like what no no you guys didn't have a captain america for like a lot of years after after he went mia and now all of a sudden like you had one for like from 2012 to 2020 and you're like you know what we need another one like uh, let's i don't know i 
that's fine. But I really like the show. I, I really like that we're getting to know these characters more and like their interactions are great. And I'm excited for what the future holds for the show. And, you know, we haven't gotten a lot of other characters yet. Zemo's coming next week. Um, Agent Carter's niece is coming soon too. Or her granddaughter. I think it's her, her granddaughter or niece or her great niece or something, but relative of, of Agent Carter, but I believe great niece. Great niece, yeah. That sounds that sounds right. But yeah, I I like it. I'm glad that it's here. Yeah, I mean I'm sorta of like it's fine. I'll probably I'll give it at least one more episode. Like I don't have anything I'm certainly not like excited for it like every week, but it's fine. It's on. <laughs> I don't have anything else that I'm watching so yeah <sighs> well yeah I think that's it for our our Star Wars news this week it was nice to actually like have news and to wake up yesterday morning scrolling Twitter and seeing people talk about Joel Edgerton for some reason and have to scroll down more and see that that's why people are talking about Joel Edgerton it's a name I haven't heard since we watched um, Animal Kingdom He's really good in that movie. I know. I love how just now when I watch Kenobi, I'm going to think of him and Mendo. And <laughs> it was funny, too, that on Twitter, something was like trending the other day of like uh, name your like four favorite directors or something. And I just wanted to put director Krennic on every picture, but I didn't for some reason because I'm like, nah. I was surprised that you didn't do it. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me until Catherine tweeted me. Oh, that's funny. Well, yeah, I think I think that does it this week. I think that we covered a lot of Star Wars, a lot of uh, DC comics, a lot of Marvel. Gosh, we do it all love it but anything else you want to add anything else going on um nah, i don't think so um i'm trying to think if there's anything else nah not really justice league falcon and winter soldier um i'm excited to watch godzilla versus kong tomorrow night okay who do you think is gonna win kong or Godzilla. I mean, I want Kong to win. But I feel like it's more likely Godzilla. You know, I feel like Godzilla is going to be, you know, winning. And then they're both just going to look at each other. And like kind of like a Batman versus Superman thing where someone's going to say Martha. And he's like, why are you saying Martha? And he's like, that's my mom's name. And then they're just going to stop fighting. I think that something like that might happen where just like they they're fighting and they're realizing like, why are we fighting? Like we need to protect earth or I don't know. I don't know these movies. I've never seen any of them. So I don't know. I don't even know why they're fighting. Like I, I guess this has been like years, years in the making, but I, I want to know why they're fighting and I want to stop it because they should, you know, they're, they're both very unique individuals 
I think they should see that and come together due to those unique qualities that they have. Okay. We'll find out soon. I can't wait to find out. I probably won't watch that one, though, because that one's too much for me. But yeah. Emily, where can we find you and the podcast on social media? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at CantabitePod. You can also email us, CantabitePod at gmail.com. Brittany? And you can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit and Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go. It's time to serenade my girl Lando. Sorry, the ladies were had to say no, but if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto. No shame in the game. Make even Rogue One seem tame. But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main. Yeah, that's fire. Love on the rocks, leaves the love on my socks. Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked, especially when y'all truly whips out his cock. Canto bite, episode 100. Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time. I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes. My top three running through my head, you know. So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo. My girls E and B deserve congratulations. Our adulation for the weekly creation. My last celebration was all about them, but this time I gotta drop lines for our friends. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies, Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch with Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream that made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brews Fish tacos and San Fran, you know we approve Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity dude, I didn't forget this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse be it scum and villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too You know the list ain't complete without lesson, boo this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top three, And you'll always be a bitch like me Get him, Eric. <laughs>